0: You know, on the, uh, on the connecting to that, in Genesis it tells us that once man sinned and the fall of man happened, one of the first things that happened was that the Lord declared, because of what you've done, now you're going to enter into this, and what they entered into was the toil, the sweat of their brow. In other words, they would only scratch a living out of the earth because of sin, because of the sweat of their brow. The other part of that is this. It says, and from from this day forward, thorns will come up, and they'll entangle you, and they'll be hard on you. In other words, it represented the hard work and the sweat of, of your brow. And yet, when you go to the cross and you look at what Jesus endured for years and years, all I saw was a crown of thorns as a torture device. But what I realized was he was crowned with our toil. He was crowned with thorns so that we may be crowned with his favor. That we may be crowned with an ease. No more of the the sweat of our brow only, but Lord, by faith when we put our hand to to the ground, when we put our hand to work, God will bless you and overflow you with his favor. Things will work for you. You'll know things. You'll have things. When you put your hand to it, it will work the way that it should. But we as a people have to say, Lord, by faith I believe and I receive. I'm walking in a crowning of your favor that Jesus took for me. He was crowned with thorns and toil, that I might be crowned with favor and ease. And Lord, as I, and the word makes it very clear, as you believe, so be it unto you. In other words, if you believe that you're going to have it hard, you're going to have it hard. But if you go into Matthew 11, where he says, Come to me, all who are heavy laden, who are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and light. And if you'll put faith On the promises of God, you will have those things. As your faith is, so be it unto you. And so many people, even in the church, have been deceived about many things. They've thought that it was their job to pay the price when Jesus had already finished paying the price. They thought it was their job uh, to to go after and do all the hard things when Jesus had already made it easy for them. And they'd been preached to about that. And it's a time for us to recognize and see what God has done. Many people are receiving right now the hard times of of this world. And I would say the name of today is Abundance in Hard Times. And it's not times that we of faith would call hard times. It's times where the world would call it hard times. But it's a beautiful thing that in the midst of Egypt, when all the plagues were happening and hard times was over the whole world, the people of God, again, were in Goshen, distinguished, had it easy and light. No plague came there. No gnats, no grasshoppers, no darkness, no sickness, no death. Because the people simply heard from the Lord and were obedient to go after it and be in faith. And they had an abundance, even in what the world calls hard times. On this week, what's been on my heart so much is a victory. There's been a victory singing in my spirit. There's been a win that's been singing in my spirit. A win, W-I-N. There's been a win. I, you know, we're in the win column. We're not in the lost column. We're in the win column. That's who we are. Do you know you're there right now? You're in Christ. You're seated with Him in heavenly places in Jesus' name. you abide in him and he abides in you. You're not operating and coming from from the grave. You're not coming from loss. You're not coming from the thorns and the toil. You're coming from the wind right now. You're the triumphant church. You're the glorious church. And when the hard times try to have their way across the world, the Lord says, I'll cause my glory to rise up on my people. I'll cause the wind. To happen. I'll cause the victory to be in them. Now, why would he do that? Why would he do that? He loves us. He loves you. 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2 Beloved, my loved, my loved, my loved people, my loved people, beloved above all things. I pray in all respects that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Beloved, above all things, see many people are not having prosperity in their lives because they've not prospered in what they know about the word. Even people that have gone to church all their lives, they wake up one day and, and they'll find out. There's so much more in the Word, but they, they heard it uh, from somebody who was slanted towards uh, poverty or somebody who was not slanted towards faith. They weren't, they weren't going after faith. They weren't going after God and His character and nature. They've heard it from the wrong angle. And all of a sudden, they wake up and find out. I mean... If I listed the verses talking about wealth and abundance and prosperity, oh my goodness, there's hundreds, hundreds, and yet somehow we're to believe by many of the preachers that have been had today that God wants you poor. When you have a direct verse, and I'm not just talking about physical things. He said it earlier. If you're rich, it's not just talking about material. You're rich because you're in Jesus. And the richness in Jesus, the richness of the spiritual life, it produces something. It produces an abundance in every area of your life. Health, healing. Finances, protection, deliverance, restoration, all of these things, when you are healed and whole and made alive in Christ, your spirit has been completely renewed. It will start to, what is in the spirit at the root will start to produce a fruit in your life. That means everything. You just start to operate blessed. You just start to operate blessed. Blessed. How can it stop? If God fixes the sin problem, which was the cause of lack, how can you not operate in blessing? Abundance in hard times. And why would he want you to have abundance? One, he loves you. Two, he says in 2 Corinthians 9 that you will have an abundance to do every good work. Every good work. Let me ask you this question. Let's say that... uh, Let's say that we heard from the Lord, I'm, I'm, and I'm just making up a scenario, but you can, you can apply it in different ways. Let's say that we heard from the Lord. We had the word of the Lord, and God said, I want you to go, and I want you to build a church over in, uh, in Locust or Salisbury or Charlotte, and I want you to make it happen right now. Right now. Okay? Okay? How many people, if you had the money and you knew God told you to do it, you would say, you know what, how much is that going to take? A million dollars to make it happen. I'm going to pay for it all. I want to get. How many people, if you knew it was God and you had the, the resources and you knew God told you to do it, how many people would do it? But the issue is, and then don't raise your hands on this, how many of us could right now? Because we haven't walked in abundance. If God even asked us there to do something, we wouldn't be able to do it. There's many times where God wants to get some things done, but He looks and He sees no people that have put their faith towards being abundantly blessed. And so when good work comes along, or the good deeds, look at Second Corinthians nine, and I believe it's verse eight. 2 Corinthians 9, yep. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance, not just because he loves you, but an abundance to do every good deed, or the King James says, to do every good work. God wants us abundantly blessed, not just because He loves us, but He wants us abundantly blessed so that we as a body can come together and in our abundance can accomplish great and mighty supernatural and heavenly things. God's calling for a people that will believe on his goodness and greatness to shine in them. Going back to Isaiah 60. It's not a time for us to look like the world. It's a time to be an overflow in every area of life. It is a part of God's plan for his people to be distinguished in abundance. To be distinguished in abundance. In Deuteronomy 28 It tells us this. God calls his people, and he calls it the blessing. The blessing, and this is under the old covenant. The blessing under the old covenant is that you would be above and not beneath. If we have debt in our life, we are below in some area. Matter of fact, he says this. He says, I want you to be above and not beneath. The head and not the tail. In other words, debt won't wag you. You'll wag debt. You'll wag debt. Here's what he also says. He says this. He says, I want you, and just think about this, I want you to be the lender and not the borrower. Now this is old covenant blessings, old testament. And aren't we supposed to be in a better covenant today? Then how can we accept debt as normal when the old covenant said debt was a curse? debt was lack it was a part of that and see if you're the lender and not the borrower what does that mean if all you have is enough money to pay your bills if all you have is enough money to pay your bills do you have any excess any abundance to lend no but in order to be just by that blessing alone in order to be in order to be the lender you must have excess What's that called in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians 9, 8? Abundance. It's abundance. Just say it with me. Say, God God wants me to have abundance. abundance. Because he loves me. And I'm called to do every good work. Amen. You are. He wants you blessed. He wants you in abundance. Again, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about abundance of his glory. I'm talking about abundance of his anointing. I'm talking about his glory. When you walk into the bank, people start to feel the presence of God. When you walk into a building, people look and they're like, somebody just walked in and they don't even know why they're looking. They might not have any spiritual inkling whatsoever, but something just changed because you're walking in his presence. You're carrying an abundance of the anointing, an overflow. No matter what we do or where we go, there's an overflow of that anointing. I'll mention it to you a couple of weeks ago. I was up here praying, and all of a sudden, and we've had this multiple times over the year, but hear me when I say this this is not just for me. This is not just for me, this is for every believer. Because in Isaiah 60, when it says he'll cause his glory to be on you, he's, and his glory will become your glory. And when he says, the words change from verse 1 to verse 3. He says, my glory, then he says, it'll be your glory. What I want you to see is that this glory is the same glory that overflowed out of the apostles so that they would bring their sick within the shadow's distance that they might be healed. This wasn't Jesus only, this was the apostles, this was the disciples, this was believers. Isaiah 60 is the believers, that they would be in an abundance of God's glory. Abundance of it. A couple weeks ago, I walked over here, Kevin was standing over here, and the glory was following me and overflowing out. And when I got about five feet from him, he fell out. I tried to catch him, I missed And uh, I tried to catch him. I got a hold of him, but not well enough. And then it didn't just stop there. I turned around, I came back. He wasn't in the prayer line. He was just standing there. I turned around, I came back right here. A couple of people in, Paul was standing there. And before I could even get to him. But I never touched him. The glory overflows. Understand, that's not just for a pastor to walk in. That's for every believer to walk in. Every believer to flow in an abundance. Oh, you need healing in your child. Let's pray right now. And the anointing of restoration and divine health goes into that child, goes into that family. There's an anointing, an abundance. No matter where there's a lack in the world, there's an abundance of God to make up the difference. And you're supposed to be that abundance you are called to be that abundance you're called in the name of jesus to bring the victory and the win no matter what you face no matter what you see no matter where you're at I'll, i'll remind you that in the new testament it says this that we are blessed galatians 3 those that are of faith You remember that wording? Those that are of faith. Who are the people of faith? Believers. Those that are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. In other words, God wanted to transfer the wholeness, the fullness of God's blessing into every believer. If you go back into Genesis chapter 12, around verses 1 through 3, you'll see that Abraham was very wealthy in livestock and gold and silver. He was blessed. He was favored. Five kings came and captured the city where his nephew Lot was. Five kings. Five kings came. Abraham said, "Eh, gather up the guys in the family. We're going to go and handle some business. And he goes with just the the men of his household and defeats five kings. That's not normal. (laughs) That's not average. That's not mediocre. That's the abundance of God's blessing on this life. And you see that blessing passed. From father to son, to father to son, from father to son. That blessing, and all of a sudden you see that blessing through Jesus Christ pass from father to son. Father to his children, to walk in his glory, to walk in the wind, to walk in the abundance. No matter what the world looks like, no matter how dark it is, there's a win, there's a victory, there's an abundance for every good work. Do you think that just because the world gets dark, there's going to be no more good work to do? Oh no, there's an abundance of good work to do. There's more good work to do. That means we should be walking in abundance all the more. And if you know the word it talks about in the last days, there will be a glorious church. A glorious church. That means a church filled with the glory of God. Not just a man's glory alone, but filled with the glory of God. What's his glory? In Exodus 33, Moses says, and God didn't zap him for it, Moses says, Show me your glory. He makes another statement. If if you don't go with us, if your presence doesn't go with us, we're not going anywhere. we got to have your presence. Show me your glory, God. And the Lord says, I will indeed show you my glory and I will cause all of my goodness to pass before you. His glory is all of his goodness. Imagine. Come here, Chris. Imagine right now, just turn around and face the congregation. What if I had the ability to come over here and somehow scoop up all of the goodness of God, every bit of it, all of his glory, everything, the fullness of life, the abundant blessing in finances, Divine health, supernatural protection, his favor, his mercy, all of his grace, everything that God is. All the stuff we don't know about God too. That's all of his glory, all of his goodness. And somehow, and fill him with it. I wasn't sure if I was going to have to catch you or not. (laughs) What would his life be like? If if that transfer actually took place? What would your life be like if that transfer took place? And that is the glorious church. Would he have any problems? Would he would he have any lack? Would he, would he be looking for business? No. Would there be any debt? No. White. Would there be any sickness? No white. Would, would there be anything? Would he have need to you know have some more wisdom? No, he'd have all the wisdom of God too. Every blessing, all of his goodness, all of his glory, all of his favor, all of his wisdom. The goodness. Of God. He's got no problem. He's done. Not only that. He's in overflow. And abundance for every good work. Somebody else comes walking by with a whack. He's like, I got your answer. And it might not be just handing him. Let's say they need money. It might not just be handing them money. It might be just passing out a little of the anointing, a little of the overflow of favor, the overflow of God's goodness and glory. That's the glorious church. That's what we're stepping into. Not not when we get to heaven, while we're on the earth, before Christ returns. A glorious church. A glorious church. Filled with His abundance. Even in the hard times, this is the vision of the Bible. This is what God has for us. And here's the thing God wants to flow us and overflow us and keep pouring out His goodness, not just on one, but every person. Just say it with me. Say, that's for me. That's, for me. that's what the Bible says. How many issues would He have? None. How many issues would His friends and family have? None. Because he's walking in abundance. But see, if you just think, thank you, sir. If he sits there and all he says is, well, you know, I've got enough to get by and I'm doing pretty well. Then where's his faith at? His faith is at a little above average. But if you start to see, if you start to get hungry for the things of God and say, Lord, there's more out there. I see it in your word. I'm going to walk in it. I don't care who else walks in it. I'm going to walk in it. Lord, I need your abundance. I need your abundance because you love me. I need your abundance for every good work. I need to be prepared. I need to be ready to overflow that glory. I will not sit still. I will not be average. I will not be mediocre. Lord, I need your abundance. You look at things differently. You're not satisfied with average and mediocre anymore. You're not satisfied with with never seeing anybody healed. You're not satisfied with any of that stuff called average. No, God's too big for that. God's too big for him to not be flowing through me, his child with whom he desires to share all things. God's too big. He's made too many promises. Other people may leave it laying on the table, but I'm not going to leave it laying on the table. God's too big. He's too big. He's too good. He's too loving. I'm not going to leave it on the table. Lord, I'm going after you. Talk about a good message going into the last week of the fast. But you got to understand, this is the Lord giving you straight out of his heart. About 930, Buddy texted me. He said, what's the title for today's message? And I laughed out loud because I didn't know. I had no idea. I mean, well, I had an idea. I had, I had no defining thing. And in an instant, the Lord said an abundance in hard times. Yeah. See, you're never going to have an abundance in hard times. You're never going to have it if you're not putting faith towards it. And if you don't know that those things are out there, if all you've done is listen you know, to the news media, the preachers they are not walking in faith, all you've done is listen to people tell you how you're supposed... that humility is being beat up. That's a false humility. That's a lie and a doctrine of a devil. That is not, he says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always. And manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place, always and every place. How come we don't know that as a church? How come we walk into a problem we're like, oh, well, this might not go my way. How come instead of thinking that way, we don't go, oh, here's another situation, an opportunity for God. It's about to break loose in triumph. It's about to break loose in a victory. How come that doesn't come out of us? We've not had enough preaching on it. We haven't known his heart. See, if you start to know God, you can hit hit the valley of the shadow of death and all of a sudden in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, you can start to remember God. Oh, he's so good. He's so loving. What will separate me from his love? This darkness, this death. No, no, it won't separate me. This sickness, is this separating me from his death, from, from his love? No, no. This virus, is it separating me from the love of God whose hand is stronger than any earthly thing? No! It won't do it. It won't do it. Nothing will separate me from it. But without preaching along these lines, preaching the fullness of the gospel, people won't hear and their faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to have preachers preaching messages like this. In the abundance of God, the heart of God, the love of God, when you truly know who he is, you, you would look at and say, there's no way he would leave me without a victory. There's no way. Why? Because he's already said it in his word. There's no way he would lead me without a victory. There's no way. Now I will say, sometimes your victory and God's idea of victory are different. Because many times, our idea of victory is very selfish. God's idea of victory is the love that he has for all mankind. Many churches would think their idea of victory is having their building paid off and all of that stuff alone, and God does want to pay off buildings. But which is more important, the kingdom being advanced or that building? The kingdom. The kingdom. I I shared a story this week of something that we did. Uh, We talked on the broadcast this week about how to build a full and stable life talked about the building materials and how to have stability instead of being shaken all the time and it to be filled with all good, precious, and pleasant riches. We talked about that. One of the stories that I talked about is if you want to build the house of God, it must be in love. You must. Your foundation has to be the cornerstone of God's love. What does that mean? When years ago, years ago, we had uh, the Lord give us a word. And in that word, he said this. He said, I want you to get ready to go on TV. Bring, in other words, here's the context. I want you to bring your video and audio capacity up to the place where it is at the TV standard, right? Well, TV was HD at that It had just moved into HD. And uh, we bought uh, three... little handheld cameras, because that's all the money we had. We said, Lord, we don't have the money for tens of thousands of dollars to get that video equipment, but we're going to, just like the little boys' lunch, we're going to give you what we have. Here's what we have in our hands. And we had they were $160 a piece, I remember. And so we bought three of those cameras, and they were HD. We thought we were big stuff, and we were compared to where we had been. And those, literally, we just stopped using those cameras on the broadcast like two weeks ago. Yeah. Literally. two weeks. We've used those things for eight years. One of them, you know, didn't make it along the way. The other two were going strong. And uh, But they're not great quality. But we took what we had. The Lord sent us some people that understood lighting, and we made them look better than they ever could have any other way. We utilized what we had in our hand. And But along that period of time... We were believing God for some equipment. We were believing the Lord. This is about five or six years ago. We were believing God for some equipment, and we had had never done this in the history of Boomerang. We had saved up over $4,000. We had never had that much in the bank. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, we have not just, we have, thousands in the bank you know we had saved up all you know all the boomerang and we had amassed four thousand dollars right and we were happy about that we were praising god that was a huge accomplishment huge accomplishment and we were sitting there and we said this money is to fulfill what god's word told us to do to fulfill it we're going to get some of that equipment and and continue moving towards that standard Well now you can see today with everything that happened in the past year how important was it for us to be ready with the video because it's not just what we're able to give out ministry in this past year but we've been able to help and inform people equipment that they need. So by us doing that we were prepared with an abundance of knowledge to help all of these ministries who all of a sudden are looking at how do we stream. This was an abundance that was ready because he gave us a word back then that we listened to. All right, So then we had saved up 4000 for this. All of a sudden, we get word of another ministry here in the county. They had a, a timing opportunity to go on a TV uh, slot, but they had to have the standards up to there. They needed $3,500 to get there. Now see, uh, my kingdom mentality says, well, this is ours. They can believe God for themselves. (laughs) We put our faith out. They can put their faith out. Well, who's to say they hadn't put their faith out? Who's to say God didn't give us that so that we could be there in an abundance for the exact opportunity that they had. See, we always looked at it. We had this statement. We said it for years. Boomerang is not the best church. Boomerang is part of the best church. Boomerang's a part of the best church. We believe that. We are just one body in a larger body. And we're going to do it to the utmost. We're going we're to shoot to be the best body Within the big body. But the big body is more important. And we saw that. This is one of our brothers in Christ that has an opportunity, and we have the ability to meet that need from our abundance. Lord, we're going to sow this. And so right in the middle, when we have been believing God, it took a lot, a lot to get to that place. We have been believing God. We said, no, this is what love does. It doesn't just build our kingdom. It builds the kingdom. And so we gave it away. We sowed it in in that way. That was years ago. Years ago. And now the Lord has supplied, the Lord has provided. We have better equipment than we've ever had before, and there's more on the way. The Lord will supply. But the question is, are we concerned about ourselves or are we concerned about the kingdom? If you want to be in an abundance for hard times, what you must understand, you must see, is that abundance comes... By knowing that God is that way. By knowing that he wants you to be in, in abundance. But abundance also comes when your eyes are not focused on yourself or on ourselves, but they are focused on the kingdom of God. Lord, what do you have and what do you want in this moment? No matter what I see, no matter what I feel. And you see that heart in Acts. When, when the church explodes in revival in Acts chapter 2 by the pouring out of the Holy Ghost, what you see is an abundance come on all the people where there, were, there was no one in lack. Why? Because their heart and their mind was not steadied solely on themselves. Their heart and mind was st- uh, steadied on the kingdom of God. It was an abundance. And it says, it says in there, nobody lacked anything. Nobody lacked anything. Glory to God. Nobody. Nobody lacked anything. This is what happens when all the joints supply from an abundance. When they have an abundance and those joints come together, those joints will hold that body together in such a a grip of the Holy Ghost that the devil can strain and come against it but he won't break it when they have an abundance and they supply from that see we need a supply not just of finances but we need a supply of prayer we need a supply of faith we need a supply of hope we need a supply of love We need a supply of smiles on your face when guests come in the door. We need a supply of the overflow of God's love when you talk to somebody. We need a supply of forgiveness when somebody uh, does something wrong or there's a miscommunication. We need a supply of God's love above our selfish things. We need a supply of His love that moves us into the kingdom things. This is how we move into abundance and God wants you to be In an abundance. Turn with me quickly uh, to Genesis chapter 26. That was my intro. Are you ready? What'd you laugh for? I might just be messing with you. Might. One of my favorite preacher jokes is, is uh, is there anybody out here that'll just give me five more minutes? Will you raise your hand if you'll give me just five more minutes? Amen. That's five, 10, 15, 20, 25. (laughs) I love it every time. I smile and laugh every single time. Thank you. And then you get to figure out, is he joking? Because (laughs) y'all know. If the Lord says go, I'll go. Thank you for that support. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Genesis 26, verse 1. Abraham's son Isaac. Now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham, there was a famine in the land. There were hard times that had visited the land. But here's what we're going to see. What what does the God of our fathers want for you? He wants you blessed with faithful Abraham, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that's blessed all people throughout all times. He wants you blessed, no matter if it's good times or bad times. Hard times or easy times, according to the Lord. There's a famine in the land. Many people would say over the last year, there has been a famine in the land. There's been. But see, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what the business arena looks like. If it looks like it's ready or it looks like it's going down. Is it a bear market or a bull market? It doesn't matter what it looks like. Does it look favorable or not? It doesn't matter because you've got the God of favor who has crowned you with favor. And no matter where I go, I bring the favor into the good place. I bring the favor into the bad place. We bring the favor into the easy place. We bring it into the hard place. It doesn't matter if it's easy or hard. I'm carrying something with me. You're carrying something with you. You're carrying the glory and the favor and his provision with you. You're carrying his blessing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you see. Doesn't matter how it feels. We are carrying something with us. We're carrying something. As soon as you became born again, whether you've never known it till this day or not, As soon as you were born again, there was imparted into you a seed of faith and a blessing and a favor that is the inheritance of the saints. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, I pray that your eyes of understanding would be opened and enlightened so that you would see what my will is. And what he's saying is, what my inheritance in the saints is. And he goes on to say, This is the level. That my inheritance is in the saints. It's on this level, the same level and power that raised Jesus up from the dead. This is the level of that inheritance. Did you know that your inheritance and what you have inside of you through Jesus Christ right now is an inheritance that's resurrection power? It can resurrect a life. It can resurrect finances. It can resurrect light in the darkness. It can bring about its resurrection power, no matter if there's a famine in the land or not. Resurrection power. Just say it with me right now. Say, my inheritance inheritance through Christ Christ is resurrection resurrection power. And I'm going to walk in it. Yeah, you are. Amen. Yeah, you are. I see young men and women in here. They're going to be out at their work. They're going to be praying for people. And they're going to get healed. They're going to get delivered. I see people that you're going to pray over people and and you're not going to push them. And they're going to fall out. The glory is going to flow through you. You're a part of the glorious church. I see I see people in here that are going to carry the favor and the blessing. And when they pray, things are going to change. Things are going to change in their family. Things are going to change in their work. They're going to turn around. You're carrying it with you. It's going to be different. You're going to walk into homes. Glory to God, Ashley, come up here. You're going to walk into homes and you're going to be bringing business but what they don't realize is you're carrying more than business. You're going to carry the glory. When you stood up, something happened. The Lord said she's going to carry the glory in those homes. She's going to carry the anointing and you're going to have a chance to pray for your customers and the love of God's going to hit them. They're going to start to cry. They're going to say, I needed that. They're going to walk in more life. They're going to have more energy. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for bringing it to pass. Thank you, Father. Things are going to change. And it's not going to be by pastor. It's going to be by you. It's going to be by Ashley. It's going to be by you somebody and you thought I could never be used like this and yet you're going to be used like this the power of God will flow through you the same anointing you feel when I pray for you you're going to feel it coming out of your hands and when you feel it you say can I pray for you right now you can grab their hand put it, put it on their head wherever the Lord says and that power will flow through you that anointing, that glory and that's for every one of us to walk in every believer every believer Matthew or Mark chapter 16 says, Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll speak with new tongues. It says, They'll cast out devils and they'll flee. Not pastors, not apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The believers. The believers. All of this inheritance is out there for every believer. I don't care if you've known them for 60 years or if you just came to know them later on this morning. As soon as you know Jesus, you have an inheritance. And it is full of resurrection power. It's full of the power of God. It's meant for every person, every believer. It's been in the Bible the whole time. Where have been the preacher's? Where have the preachers been? I know a few of them. You know a few of them. But where's been the preachers in America? To lose the church on the world. To lose the church. To say, I can walk in an anointing. I can walk in a glory. That doesn't mean that there's not still submission and authority. There is submission and authority. You need a covering. You need to be planted. Why would you lose a rebellion without being under submission and authority yourself? You're not helping people by not being planted. But when we are planted and covered and submitted, God has a plan. You can see it in Psalms 133. To take the oil of God and to pour it on the head of the church, Jesus, who will then cause the oil and the anointing and his glory to come down on the beard which represents the elders apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers and then the oil will flow through the elders to all the fringes of the robe. Everybody in the body of Christ will be touched by the oil and the anointing as they're connected. As they're connected. But it's not just meant for the five-fold ministry. It's not just meant for the preachers and the pastors. It's meant for every believer. There'll be some people that will go out and they'll never preach in a pulpit, but they'll see more people healed than the average preacher will under their hands. They'll carry something with them. I don't know what this is. But all of a sudden I feel I'm led to pray for you. And you'll pray. And the anointing will hit their body, hit their finances. It'll hit their minds and heal their minds. That's believers. A couple years ago, we had a testimony, one of my favorite testimonies. Miss Nadley right back here. She, you know, she's, she's a worker. She's not a pastor. She's not an evangelist. She's not a prophet. She's not a teacher. She's not an apostle. I don't know if she's ever stood in a pulpit and preached. She's a grandma. She's a grandma. She started coming to Impact University, started learning who she was, learning some things about faith that she had not seen before. All of a sudden, she went and prayed. She had a co-worker, had gone to the doctor. The doctors had told them that we can't fix it. We don't know what to do. We have no solution. These are doctors. These are studied and skilled people. Is that correct? All of a sudden she says, Well, they might not can fix it. And basically, this is what she gave him. I don't think she told them this word. But I know somebody who can. She prayed for him. The week later, the employee came back and said, I'm healed. I'm healed. Is that right? Did I miss any part of it? Glory to God. Amen. The, the employee comes back. Doctors didn't have anything for him, but Jesus did. But Jesus did. A believer carrying Jesus in abundance. No matter, see, that was a hard time for that lady, but Natalie had an abundance in the midst of a hard time. This story in Genesis goes on. It goes on Isaac, listen to this. They're in a famine. You have precious seed. Think about this. See, we don't think like this today because we're not as much of a farming community. I mean, we have been in the past, and we can get some of these, but in today's America, we don't think about this. If you have seed and this year is a famine, do you plant it in the famine or do you wait till a better year? Because I don't want to lose seed. It's precious seed. Precious seed. I want you to know what we have up here every time somebody sows in to us at our our church. It is precious seed. That is precious seed when somebody sows. Isaac says, I'm planting my seed even in a famine because I know the Lord from whom I feed. I know who feeds me. I know who brings the blessing. I know who brings this overflow. I know who brings the abundance. I know who brings the anointing. I know who brings the favor in my life. He plants the seed in a famine. That's not logical. That's not logical. It goes on to say, go to verse 12. Genesis 26 and verse 12. Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year... A hundredfold. He didn't just reap a little. He reaped it all. Everything he could reap, he reaped. He reaped in an abundance. Look at the rest of the testimony. In a hard time, he sowed because of his relationship with God. He knew who God was, and he knew who he was in in God. He says in the same year he reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him and the man became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy. Very wealthy. Very wealthy. For he had possession. All right, well he was wealthy spiritually, praise the Lord. Well, that would be taking a verse out of context. Let's keep reading. For he had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household so that the Philistines envied him. You think the Philistines were concerned about his spiritual level? Well, he is so spiritual, I wish we were like him. No, the Philistines couldn't care less. Just like the world doesn't care a thing about your morality. But they do care about your abundance. They do care about your abundance. It's a tool that God's used forever. He says, I want to give you the power to get wealth to establish my covenant. In other words, I want to show you that I love you, but I want other people to see what they can have if they're in me because I will distinguish them. This will open up the door to talk to people that don't know about me. Your abundance will open up the door. Your favor will open up the door. Your blessing on your life in hard times. Your hope will cause them to ask, and you need to be ready to give an account for the hope within you because you look different you're distinguished you have the blessing you are crowned with favor no matter what time it looks like in this world you're distinguished by the blessing and the favor of God say it with me I'm distinguished distinguished. from this day forward forward, I will be distinguished I I plant myself myself in in God and I will walk Distinguished by the glory of God. So much so that even the world will envy what I have. Just like Isaac. The Philistines envied him. He had so much stuff, they envied him. See, right now it's coming alive in some people. Lord, this is right. You can feel it in your spirit. You can fill it and There's a release in your spirit. I'm supposed to walk in the fullness and God's abundance. Not just financially, but the overflow of all things. The fullness of the blessing of God. Not half measures. Not part of it. No, the fullness. Jesus paid for it. I'm not leaving a blessing on the table. By faith, I will receive everything he paid for. Otherwise, I'm burying talents. I will not bury them beyond this day. I will walk. Distinguished, I will walk blessed. I will walk in favor. I will go after him more than I go after anything else. Today is a marked day in my life. From this day forward, we will be distinguished. In Jesus' name. Abundance, even in the hard times. Abundance, even in the hard times. Abundance of every area, even in the hard times. So much so that the world will say, what is up with them? What is up with them? He had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household so that the Philistines envied him. Verse 15. Now, a lot of times when we're preaching, we skip over this verse, but I I felt led to, to let it stay in there today. Now, all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines stopped up by filling them with earth. Don't just think that your abundance is going to go unnoticed and unchecked. Your abundance will cause heads to turn, eyes to be on you, and there will be people that don't like it. There'll be people that don't like you preaching about prosperity. There'll be people that don't like that you're always healthy. There'll be people that don't like that there's always a smile on your face. Why are you smiling? Don't you know it's 2021? Why are you smiling? There's a story Jerry Savelle had. He was talking about the recession, I believe in around 2008 and uh, the newspaper said the recession or depression, you know, will hit the area. and Jerry Saville was sitting on a plane and he says, "That will not affect me." And there was a business guy in first class looking over at him. He says, "Who do you think you are? This recession is for everybody and you included. And then Jerry gave him a lesson on the favor of God. No. See, people won't like it. The Philistines envied them, but then they were like, I'm going to dig, kick some dirt in your will. Got all that stuff in a famine. Who do you think you are? Get your water dirty. Talk about you behind your back. Should that deter us from being in abundance? No, God's word puts it out there, tells us to have faith for it. Lack of faith is sin. In Romans, no. If God put a, a blessing on the table, then our job is to go after it. Let me just tell you, it doesn't matter what year it is. It doesn't matter what the darkness looks like. All of God's promises are still. Yes and amen. Yes, and so be it. There's not one promise made null and void. There's not one promise in that book about his believers that's made null and void. I can walk in the same blessing and overflow in this year as I can in another. Glory to God. Last year, we had our best year yet as a church. Best year yet. Ever. In the middle of what most would say is a hard time and and a famine. Is that me bragging on us? No. That's me bragging on the Lord. It's Him. It's His blessing. It's His favor. No matter what we face, no matter what hardship, people are going to talk. They're going to talk. You work in a salon, people don't talk, do they? <laughs> <laughs> they never talk in a salon. But they'll come in there, they'll stop talking because you're carrying the glory. Gossip will go down because you're carrying the abundance of God's favor and glory. And they'll just be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm saying this. See, they say that to preachers all the time because they're like, they'll get in there, they'll say it in front of everybody else, but then they'll get in front of the preacher and they'll be like, oh, preacher, I'm so sorry about that. It's like, what are you trying to hide it from? But why are they doing that? Because either one, they recognize them as an authority or there's a glory. I've had people that didn't know I was a preacher before and they're like, oh, I'm sorry I'm saying that. And they're feeling the glory. They're feeling the abundance of God's holiness that's saying you shouldn't be saying that. In this time, one of those words in that word that Brother Hagin had will say, it it says that people will just look and people will start to hit their knees and repent because of the overflow of the glory that's happening in the people of God. This is a time for that. They'll come into that salon and they'll sit there and all of a sudden the people that gossip the most for years and years and years, all of a sudden they'll start quieting it down because of the holiness that's walking in you, because of the overflow that's walking in you. You will start to cause things because it says don't be gossips. Don't be gossips. That's in the Bible. And uh, don't do that. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. Or they forgot. They forgot. That's what it is. But many times, You'll cause that holiness from a fast that you weren't even planning on doing. That holiness that will come about because of fellowship with him, because his presence goes with you, his glory. He'll show you all of his goodness. It'll cause people in your workplace, all of a sudden they'll start to straighten up. They'll they'll, They'll start to act differently because there's something different about you. This is God's plan. It wasn't that the abundance went unnoticed. It was noticed. I'm Philistine, I'm dirty your water, you old blessed person. I don't like you. Look at this next thing. I want you to see this. I love this verse. Verse 16. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are too powerful for us. That would be like the city of Albemarle coming and saying, Hey, you've got to move somewhere else. You control too much land. You have too much money. You're you're affecting everything in the city. You've got to move away. You're too powerful. You're carrying too much blessing. You're carrying too much of God's goodness, too much of God's glory. You're affecting everything. Before long, everybody in the city and the county will be believers cuz they want what you have. You got to go away. That's the kind of testimony we're looking for. The word gave us, the Lord gave us a word several years ago. That within, within the next five to ten years, you'll see every major thing that happens in the city and county. It'll have to in some way, form, or fashion go through somebody at Boomerang. Why? Because the glory and the provision is there and people will know it. People will know that there's a glory there. You go there and your life goes up. You go there and you stop getting sick as much. You go there, you get your joy back. You go there, you get get delivered. You get healed. You go there, you start having favor on your life. You start getting promotions. They have businesses. They're walking in the glory. Yeah, but it's 2020. It's 2021. Who cares? That hadn't changed God. God he's good he's mighty he's abundant that's who he is It's who he is he's doing it right now inside of you just close your eyes and raise your hands Lord we receive your abundance even in dark times even in hard times Lord we receive it right now we will not be held back say it with me Lord, Lord we, will we will not be held back but we're moving forward And your abundance abundance. for every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Bob and Laura, will y'all come up here? As I preach this message, you can go ahead, Serena. As I preach this message today, something clicked inside of you. You, you saw it on a different level. You realize there's a hope that you haven't had before. Things are going different from this day forward. Do you hear me? Things are going different from this day forward. I don't care where you've been. I believe in you. God believes in you. I believe in you. God believes in you. And he's calling you to in an abundance. You're going to be a testimony in Jesus' name. People are going to look at you in a few years and they're going to be like, look. What God did to them. Just raise your hands right now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And an abundance in the name of Jesus. Ha ha Thank you, Lord, for an abundance for every good work. Thank you, Father. Lord, bring it to pass. Seal that word in them and bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Here's the thing about abundance. It gets in people's business. It gets in people's business. So you don't walk in God's things without getting your flesh out of the way. It'll get in your business. What that means is God's truth that he wants you to walk in is going to cause you to have to look at things, think differently, see things differently. Many times when God moves people to abundance, their brain is flipping out because it has crossed their comfort zone. But we have to say, Lord, I want more of you than I care about my own comfort. Lord, I want you. I desire you more than I desire my comfort. Right now I just want you to I, I just want you to sit there and the Lord's calling on you. I want you to bow your heads. The Lord's calling on you to go to different levels. It's time for you to be distinguished. You know it. The Lord's been talking to you. He's been talking to you about going higher. Maybe not not, not before today, but today in the message specifically. But for some of you, he's been talking about it. It's time to get some things straight. Make a commitment. Jesus, did Jesus make a commitment for you? In front of the world, he was stripped, beaten, and killed. The least that we can do is in front of the world, say, Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I choose you. And I'm going higher. I need to make it fresh today. I need to make my commitment where it should be. And I'm not turning back from this moment. It's time to make a real decision for the rest of our lives. If that's you today and you're saying, I've got to make Jesus the fullness of my life and never turn back. And today's that day. I just want you to raise your hand right now. Lord, i got to make you the fullness of my life. i got to make a commitment. Just keep your hand raised so I can see them. I want to pray for you. Make sure that I can see it. Thank you, Lord, I see that. Lord, today, I need you. You can put them down. And keep your heads bowed. Today, Lord, I need you. I know that I know you, but my relationship needs to be on a different level. It's not where it should be. It hasn't been where it should be. And I might have been going to this church for a while or maybe today is the first day, but Lord, I need you. This is not about the church. It's not about the people. It's about me and you. I need my relationship to be in abundance. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I need an abundant relationship with you. Glory to God. Just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Or maybe, maybe, You've known the Lord, but, man, some stuff happened. Some stuff went down, and it wasn't pretty. And it caused your life to kind of jump the tracks. And it's time to get it back on track. It's time to get it back on track. And I know today's my day, and everything's changing today. If that's you, raise your hand. Amen, I see those. Glory to God. I just want to invite you. I'm going to pray because a lot of people said, a lot." when I said I want my relationship with you to be in abundance, I want everybody that raised their hand just to come up real quickly. I want to pray for every person. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Today, that relationship's going to come in abundance. I want all of us in here, every person, to pray this out loud. Every person to pray this out loud. And if you need to come on up, you were sitting there, but you're sitting there right now like, I need to be up there, I need to be up there, I know I need to be up there. Just come on. That's a victory. The devil's the one that's trying to hold you back. Why would you listen to him? (laughs) He's your enemy. I know I need to be up there. Come now. Don't be afraid. It's a great victory in your life. Amen. Amen. If you need to come, come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't run from God. Run to Him and watch how He'll bless your life. Don't run from the Lord. Run to Him and watch what He'll do. I want everybody up here just to raise your hands, everybody in the congregation, if you're watching online and can, just raise your hand. Your help comes from the Lord. Let Him help you right now. He's pouring into you. Just pray this with me out loud with your mouth. Jesus, today I make you the Lord of my life. I turn away from all sin. I will not do it again. I believe you took my sin on you, and that sin took you to the cross and to death and to the grave. And I believe... That God God brought you back to life. life. And when he did, did. you didn't leave me in the places of death. But I am free. I am am whole. I am restored. restored. And I am blessed in you. Today, Today. Today. it'll never be the same. same. Jesus Jesus. baptized me with the Holy Ghost. And fire. and fire with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. And, fire and fire to be your witness, be your witness. Everywhere, we go. everywhere we go in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Hallelujah Hallelujah